You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode 283. Today, I have Natasha Miller with me, and she is not your average CEO. She sits at the helm of Entire Productions, the go-to experience design, event, and entertainment production company in San Francisco, and has been on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in America for three years in a row. Her passion and commitment to giving back drives in very contributions and participation with numerous charitable organizations. Natasha also performs as a jazz vocalist and a trained classical violinist. Natasha is a proud graduate of Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses and has studied entrepreneurship at the Harvard Business School and MIT and is member of the Recording Academy, WOW, ASCAP, San Francisco Travel, and Meeting Professionals International. She resides in San Francisco, California as a member of the board of EO which is Entrepreneurs Organization. Welcome, Natasha. That is quite an intro. Thank you, Kirsten. So tell me, Natasha, of all the things, and I am like really intrigued by this Recording Academy, Grammys, and the jazz vocalist and trained classical violinist. So the Grammy situation, is that the vocalist or the violinist? Um, I have seven CDs out as a jazz vocalist. I do play the violin on most of them. I'm just looking at my wall with all of them. Wow. Yes. So I'm a voting member of NARIS, which is the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, which puts on the Grammys. Wow. Well, that's super exciting. I I must say I've never met anyone. And here I am thinking either or. Well, of course you you sang and played the violin on your your CDs. So that's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Well, so tell me more about all the amazing work that you're doing and the impact that you're working to make in the world. There's so much that I'm doing. And honestly, I think I'm doing too much. I'm a little bit on the I'm burned out mode, but I just released my memoir. I know a really good coach. That can yeah. help you clarify. Skill, but anyway, so go ahead. Slept uh-huh. all weekend. Um, oh. I just released my memoir, and it was an incredible push uh, for the launch. I did over a twenty-five point marketing plan. Got on the bestseller list for USA Today and Wall Street Journal, and the opportunities that are coming from it for me to speak and give my, you know tell my story are just amazing. And yes, it feels good to me, but really the impact that I'm making is that I think, and you know, it's going to be a while before I know for sure. I think this book that I wrote is helping people give them a voice and give them confidence to be more vulnerable, more honest and real in their interpersonal relationships and their business and their business relationships. Again, I'm not quite sure what the end result will be, but I'm really amazed at the feedback I'm getting. And here's, here's the second caveat. I'm really amazed at how many men are reading this book, the story of my life and sending me pictures of underlined and 
highlighted and circled text. And someone from Arizona wrote, this is the book I wish I had the courage to write. So it's a pretty um, overwhelming feeling right now that I'm having. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. And there's nothing better than seeing that dog-eared, highlighted, written all over Mm -hmm. uh, book, you know, when your baby's out in the world. So tell me a little bit about you know, of course, we probably won't have time get the book if you want to hear the whole life story. (laughs) But what are some of the highlights? And what is it that um, people are loving about the book? Well, I think the highlights for the people loving the book are actually the um, negative inflection points, and how raw and honest and vulnerable I am in saying things that people just don't say out loud to each other. I do know that there are a couple of things in the book where I wrote them, it's out there for the world to read, and I hadn't even told my best friend or my therapist about them. So it's funny that I would keep that from those two closest confidants, but then unleash it for the world to read. And I think it's that that is getting people's attention. And we all have secrets. We, and in fact, I have some secrets that I didn't reveal in the book. You know, we all have secrets and to start talking about some of them out loud, I think is what's giving people uh, that jolt of energy and connectiveness. The, the wonderful things that had happened in the book are, you know, overcoming a really tragic, har- hardship, trauma-filled life in the middle of the country in Des Moines, Iowa, in the middle of the 80s, and just punching through all of the imposter syndromes, all the naysayers, all the people that didn't support me or didn't see me and arriving on the other side with a bunch of successes, a bunch of great stories and a really good life in juxtaposition specifically with how I grew up. Oh, I'm sure it's so motivating. And what I love is that you're sharing, you know, it's super hard to be vulnerable and then put that out. What was that feeling as you, whoever like pressed the button or hit the thing <laughs> that, that that actually launched it out? What was the feeling that you were having at that moment? Well, I, I took four years to write the book, which helps with that anxiety of, oh my God, I'm putting my life story out there. Before you publish a book, you know, you have a great editor, hopefully you have trusted readers that help you uh, see your blind spots and see where, you know, they might be lost or bored, or, you know, they're giving you critical feedback. And then you have an advanced reader team. So you're already getting feedback before you officially push that button to publish to the world. And by that time, your story is known. Oh, also the other people that read it before you launch it are people that are writing endorsements, right? Um, Blurbs for your book. So before it gets out into the world, you have, you've already put it out. Um, unofficially, and you're already getting feedback. You know, at the at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, you know, can I even write about this part? And then my editor would be like, yeah, you need to keep that in. That's the part that everyone will know and like and trust you and really know that you're telling the truth. And I was like, oh God, okay. But I will tell you that the feedback, let me say this, say it in a different way. The skeletons and the ghosts coming out of the closet post-launch have been amazing. People are coming out of the woodwork in my in my personal life with answers to a bunch of questions and secrets and holes. And I think it's going to continue for quite some time. Oh, that's so that's got to be a gift to you, but also a gift to others. I know, you know, you've probably heard the same, but when you tell your story first, you give other people the opportunity to tell their second, like you give them the freedom. Yes. So 
it. So you, you are courageous and sharing something difficult. They can see themselves in that and then feel freer. One, they can commiserate or, you know, really connect and um, not feel so alone with their circumstance and then right. also feel freer to share. So that's an amazing gift that you're giving, giving to others. So what experience was it or what, what moment had you realizing, like, I need to write this book and get this information out? What was the impact that you were looking to make with it? Yes. So I was at a mentorship conference, meaning we were being spoken down to by speakers. We were all coming together to share our collective wisdom. And one of the uh, people that were sharing was a published author. And when she was going through the list of things that she could help this small group with, I did have my aha moment. And I thought, oh my gosh, it could be time to start writing my story. At the time I was in my late forties, I'm 51 now. And you know, it's easier to write and be reflective as you get older, right? As you have a lot of history behind you, a lot of experience, but there was just something that came over me. Now I was at this conference to learn how to scale and grow my business past, you know, $20 million in revenue. I did not come to this conference to learn that I was now going to be on this journey of writing a book, but I'm so glad that it happened. As I started writing, I realized the, the various ways I could affect people. And toward the end, my goal was to impact people positively, and it will be different. Uh, it'll be a, a different amount of impact depending on where you are, the listener or the reader on your own journey, right? And what you might need inspiration or help with. And again, this is a memoir. It's not a book. Like I didn't set out, I'm going to write an inspirational, motivational book, or this is not a how-to. You don't get your paper and pencil out and like start writing lists. Hopefully you enjoy the story and you cry a little bit, you laugh a little bit. And within there, depending on who you are and where you are, it could be a nudge or a push, or I might catapult you out of your situation and into one that you really want to be in. That is probably not going to happen. I'm not here to transform people's complete lives, but I'll take the small bits that I'm impacting. That's great. So tell me the name of this book. I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Oh, have we? It's called <laughs> Relentless. Um, Love that. Who, yeah. Homeless teen to achieving the entrepreneur dream. Well, wow, that right there says the kind of the distance of the journey. And I'm sure there's a lot of milestones along the way. So that's amazing. So tell me some of the topics that you've been speaking on or preparing to speak on. Yeah. I'm talking about how to thrive despite hardships, which I am a master of. <laughs> and within thriving, of course, there are moments of let down and, you know, sadness and depression. Thriving doesn't mean you're just on full throttle joy all the time. I also am talking to people, especially entrepreneurs, about the importance of telling their story, of publishing their memoir. It is important, of course, for these people to write a subject matter book or, you know, a topic that they're an expert on. And that's what entrepreneurs really fall to. But getting them to open up about their hero or heroine journey we all have one. We all have many probably depending on how old we are. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm speaking on so many different things. I also help people scale and grow their businesses by 50% or more. It's my time to give back my knowledge, my experience, and I'm really loving it. That's awesome. So as you think back to those who are, you know, being impacted by your speaking now in your book, what's one that really comes to mind that truly fuels your passion right now? Tell us that story. A story in the book or story? Since A story the since the book. Yeah. Who, yeah. 
of, of a transformation that someone's been through. Yep. I'm hearing hope from people. I'm hearing from them, their deepest, darkest secrets that they may have only said out loud once, or if they've said it to me that they're getting the feedback from me that they, that they would hope to get from somebody else. It's, it's been interesting and, and it's hard also for me to hear these horrific stories from people. You cannot judge a book by its cover. If you look at me and any pictures of me, or you read that bio that you read, you would never know the backstory. And I think it's similar now, not all people have been abused or abandoned or lived in a homeless shelter. You know, those are pretty extreme cases, but people have their own version of hardships that they may not have been sharing. And I think that is the biggest gift is to hear people open up to me and then, you know, hear them reflect what I hoped that they would take away. And that is, God, if she can do what she did, I can definitely do what I want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. So what, and you know, I think right now we can talk, this next question can be around the book or even starting and becoming such a wildly successful entrepreneur, but what has been your biggest internal or external challenge um, that you've had to overcome and how did you overcome it? Yeah. External challenge was actually that for the first 10 or 12 years of my business, I didn't focus on it as a very serious business. It was successful. It was a lifestyle business and I didn't arm myself with the information that I could have had access to to lay a very firm foundation as an entrepreneur and business owner. I was winging it and I was proud of winging it. What I didn't know was while winging it, I was shooting myself in the foot for growth. And when I finally, in 2015, I did the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small businesses program and learned all the things that I was doing right, right? That Of course, there were some things going right and all the things that I wasn't being efficient at. And when I started putting those into into play, my business grew 65% year over year. So, you know, to recap, having access and finding access to the information of people that have done it before you has been a critical thing that I overlooked. And I may not have been ready as an entrepreneur or as a person to delve into that at that point. That's great. I think that's such good advice too. Yeah, we can, you know, muscle our way (laughs) through making whatever happen uh, that we want to make happen, or we can learn from others and just quicken the pace a little bit, kind of overcome, like work through or uh, learn from their mistakes kind of a thing. And um, yeah, implement. Yeah. I I like to say recently, I've, I've discovered this. I know a hack. I know a shortcut. Do you want to know what the shortcut is? Do the work. It really is the shortcut. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you don't have a click a button thing. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, how do you stay motivated and moving during tough times? Well, the main thing that I've grown to understand is that when something happens where I don't feel good or something has actually happened to me that is negative to not super overreact you know, your first reaction is going to be a knee-jerk reaction. And I don't think we can take that away from ourselves and we shouldn't, but then to deep breathe 
but then know that it will pass, right? There are, there may be some things that you have to do to alleviate and, and mediate the situation. But if you get a good night rest or you wait a few days that it won't feel so dire and knowing that for sure is a great way to, I guess, mitigate those horrible ups and downs. So it's, it's, a, it's a, it makes it a little flatter. Well, I think we, you know, in this instant gratification world that we live in, and also when you're up against something, whatever that something is, it can be so difficult to just have patience and, you know, rest with it a minute and contemplate and think about next moves versus like, I just want all of this resolved right now. I want to fix it. I want to just take some kind of action. And yeah, so, so having I mean, the patience action to is sit. Okay. Taking action is great, but spiraling down and letting it get you completely down is not necessary. It's a, it's a waste of time, I think. And believe me, I've wasted lots of time doing that exact thing and wallowing in the sadness or the depression or the negative thing that happened. And I just now know, do the best you can, chin up, focus on some good things, rest and it all does work out in the end somehow. That's just the nature of life. And give yourself grace. Yeah. 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 I definitely, um, I think we need, I'll need to do that often. So tell me what words of wisdom you have for others who are, you know, maybe they're just starting on the journey of making their own impact. What words of wisdom do you have for them? Oh, you probably don't know yet what the impact is that you will have on others. And it's an exciting journey to be on. I didn't realize the impact that I was going to have on people and the impact, the positive impact for me and hopefully for others, so much more satisfying than uh, let's say for the book specifically, than the number of books sold, than the bestseller lists, than the awards. And it's the feedback and the, and the knowing that I am making waves in the world that is just the most exquisite. And, you know, if I had put my stamp on what this book was about and what I'm about in the world, and then just stuck with that, I would have been missing out on seeing what other people's interpretation of me and what I can offer them are. So if you're just starting out, you can definitely have ideas of what impact you're going to make, but don't be surprised or be surprised when you see that it's also other things. I like that. And because sometimes too, we can miss some of the impact. So be flexible, I think is kind of what yes. you're saying of, of the impact that you might make. And also, man, never forget that ripple effect because sometimes things might appear small or, oh man, I wanted to do this big, huge thing, but <gasps> yes. sometimes it just takes time. I and... have a great example of that, Kirsten. Oh yeah. That go. Is, I went you know, after becoming a bestseller and having two huge launches and like all the bells and whistles and Klieg lights and, you know, feeling myself, I went to our local WeWork where our office used to be and did a book signing and not many people came. And I was like, oh, okay. But three people came and three people bought the book. And one of those people was a guy from Poland who, you know, we had a one-on-one -on -one meeting. I signed his book. He read it. He had a very similar reaction as to a lot of people. And he said, Natasha, this has to be translated in both Polish and Ukrainian. I will help you. And so now he's helping me get the book translated, having me go over and speak 
in Warsaw and the UK. So can you believe that? If I would have shoo-shooed like, oh, only, you know, a handful of people showed up and only three people bought the book. Oh my God, I would have been missing this incredible opportunity, not just this opportunity to have it translated and be able to boast about that, but he sees this book being able to help people in his home country and the Ukraine, which, and Ukraine, sorry, we do not say the Ukraine, which I mean, will fill me up if I can be of some sort of service to those people. Amazing. Yes. And yeah. And you know, and you were just talking about like getting down in the dumps or getting down on yourself. And when we focus on numbers or volume or comparisons or all of that, that absolutely could have potentially been a moment where you're just, you know, like, Oh, let me dip into my bed for the next week Mm -hmm. because only three people came, but man, the power of one of those people and who knows what's going to happen with the other two as well. But I what know. an amazing opportunity. Yeah. And, and uh, yes, Ukraine definitely needs uh, uplifting and, and all of that. So that is, um, wow. Yeah, I love that story. That is great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much for everything that you've shared today. And um, thank you for your amazing contribution in the world and all the work that you've done. You have led an amazing life and it sounds like you've overcome so much. And so if you want to learn the full story, of Natasha, please tell the name of your book again. Oh, sure. It's called Relentless and you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all over the place, mostly digitally. Um, They'll ship to you. Although I am trying to do more in-store appearances at Books Inc. and local independent bookstores. Oh, fun, fun. And we will have all of the links to connect with Natasha. So it's Natasha Miller at today's show notes. And you can find those by going to defeatthedrama.com. Click on the podcast tab and go to episode 283. And there you will find her Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things, LinkedIn, YouTube, you'll be able to connect with her well. And uh, any final parting thoughts or anything else that you'd like to share? You know, I usually say this, you know, people ask what is something that I want to share that's really important in this. And it's this, no one's going to come save you. No one person is going to save you. You'll have a lot of people and mentors and advisors and friends and such that contribute to your life and you have it within yourself a hundred percent to save yourself. Yeah, that's sound advice. So thank you so much, Natasha, for joining me today. And if you are looking for resources to help to make your bigger, bolder impact in the world, please hop over to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. Uh, You will find audio, video, PDF downloads, all kinds of resources that I've created over more than 20 years to help you build your team and engage in personal growth, improve your communication, have those healthy relationships and communication, just all kinds of Uh, resources there. And and, uh, every other week you get to spend time with me. So I hope to see you in the Impact Academy. Again, that's myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. And again, Natasha, thank you so much and get her book Relentless. Again, I love that title. And, um, And thank you again for sharing and being so vulnerable. Thank you so much, Kirsten. 